Amen. Thank uh, Reverend Junior. Yeah. I was about to say Pastor Junior. Amen. Reverend Junior. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for him. Amen. We appreciate uh, his faithfulness. Thank God for all of you. Amen. I know everybody could have been somewhere else today. Amen. Don't think y'all did what I asked you about bringing somebody. Nevertheless, we thank God for you. I want to thank God for you all. Who y'all come with? Who your guests are? You with me? All right, all right. Now, that brother over there was singing when y'all was singing. He was singing. The brother over there. It's got to be the one on the end. That's where it sounded like it was coming from. Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you for making our service sweeter. We appreciate you. Amen. Y'all come back anytime and share with us. We thank God for you. Amen. I'm happy to see all of you. I know, amen, that today I'm in the midst of good company because we're all, amen. I'm telling you now, I got that from a good source. Amen. The Lord said all souls. Amen. That puts us in pretty tall company. Praise God. Let me share with you a few minutes and we're going to be gone. Father, we thank you now. For your loving kindness, dear God, for the multitude of your tender mercy, Lord. Oh, God, we just thank you for life and for life as we are, as well as we are enjoying it right now. Oh, God, we don't come to say that there are no issues in our life. But we do come to say that we have one on our side that's bigger than our issues. So, Lord, we love you for who you are. And, Lord, we understand it's because of who you are that you do all that you do. God, we thank you now for this place, God, for this people, Lord, for this purpose of our gathering. We thank you that something is going to be said today, Lord, that's going to help us to be better for you. Now, God, have your own sweet way in this place. Please, Lord, be glorified in the sharing of your word. Open our hearts and our minds, Lord, let us receive what the Spirit is speaking to your people. And then, God, above all, I pray, Lord, that you not let this flesh or any flesh glory in your presence. But you alone receive all the glory. Let your darling son Jesus be lifted. And we're careful to love you for it now in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. 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 Thank God for Jesus. Amen. Look at uh, St. John chapter 19 with me. Amen. Let me see if I can just pull a couple of things out of there. Amen. Uh, this is one of my favorite passages in the scripture. Amen. Because... It doesn't look like what it is. Amen. Amen. All too often we are looking at just the surface. Amen. And God does not stop on the surface. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. He's not a surface God. Amen. Amen. He looks beyond just the surface. Amen. Amen. St. John chapter 19. Start at verse 28 there. I'm going to share with you just a few minutes uh, from that place. Amen. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon his and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I just want to share with you these three words today. It is finished. 
Amen. It is finished. Amen. It is finished. Amen. Oftentimes during this season, we get uh, uh, preachers preaching the seven last words of Christ. And we oftentimes try to take, amen, a sermon uh, with each, each word that was said or each phrase that was said. But it's really difficult to do that because all of them are intertwined with something else. Even though Jesus uttered things, amen, that we can look at and count them as singular statements, and they were, we can't really separate them, beloved, because all of them were escalating to a place. The three synoptic writers all write that Jesus cried with a loud voice. Then he gave up the ghost. But none of them tell us what that loud voice was until we get to John. Now, John seems to have looked at uh, the fact that everyone else had dealt with uh, the loud cry that he made at the end. But John seems to want to know what was the cry really all about. So when we look at John's account of this, this is what we see that even in Jesus' dying, he was still in control of things. Yes, Beloved, you know, oftentimes, oftentimes you and I, we're all just like Peter. The Lord came to Peter at night in the midst of a storm, walking on the water. Listen to me now, I ain't going to be long. And Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, bid me come unto thee, walking on the water. Yes. And Jesus said one powerful thing. Come. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He didn't debate with him. He didn't have to call a meeting. Amen. He said come. And Peter got out of the boat. And began to walk. On the water. To Jesus. Yeah. And in walking on the water. Peter did what all of us do. Now let me tell you. When we were unsaved, we knew nothing about walking with God. So we had to learn this thing. And, you know, some of us think that when we got saved, we were so wonderful in the world that we were wonderful in church. And we don't know nothing about it yet. Amen. But the truth of the matter is we got to let God show us how to do what he wants us to do. But here Peter is already doing what he asked the Lord to let him do. But he lost focus. Took his eyes off of where he was headed. And start looking all around him. Beloved, you need to understand that it's a costly thing to fall out of focus. When Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. And sinking, which is where many of us are, he remembered what he was supposed to be doing. I was on my way to my matchless maker. And he cried out, Master, save me. Now, beloved, you need to get one thing out of that. Prayer don't have to be long. It's just got to be sincere. Amen. Peter didn't have time to tell God before beginning of the world, Thou was God. From everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. God already knows all of that. Sometimes you got to cut right to the point. Master, save me. Amen. Heard a young lady say this morning, she's been through so much in her life, she's tired. That's a good place to be. Because tired will help you 
rationalize some things. It'll make you get rid of some burdens. And she didn't just say, I'm tired and I stopped that. She said, I'm ready for something new. Every ending is a new beginning. When you stop somewhere, you got to start something else. Because if you don't, this is what happens. When the Spirit of the Lord moves in on a new convert, the devils in the house leave. And they wander around looking for a new dwelling place. If they don't find a new dwelling place, they come back to the place they left, finding that place swept and clean, but didn't put nothing in it. And they move back into that house and bring with them seven more devils, more vile than themselves, so that the last case of that person was worse than the first. Amen. So, beloved, when you stop one thing, you need to start something else. And many of you are doing just what God ordained you to do. This ain't the end of it. You might think, man, I'm so sick of singing. Singing might be the only way that God can get you in the church. Amen. And you can't keep standing in the rain and not get wet. Can I tell you this? You can't keep sitting around anointed teaching and not change. Something's going to change. Whether you want to or not, it's going to happen. One day, something's going to click. The light is going to come on and you're going to say, this is what God has been talking to me about all along. And you start walking different. And you start talking different. Because you start hearing different. Hello somebody. Amen. So beloved hearts. Listen. Let's stay focused. Stay focused. Life was not meant to be a bed of roses. But your conduct in the storm. And I'm going to leave this alone. Amen. Maybe exactly what it takes. For somebody in your circle. To get saved. Satan is trying to make you act like him. But you got to act like your savior. Even in the midst of your storm. And put the enemy out of business. Come on somebody. Amen. In John chapter 19, John puts pen to parchment and he lifts out, amen, uh, uh, this portion of the crucifixion ordeal that was going on. John said when Jesus looked around and noticed that everything else had been fulfilled. Now, what we have to do, beloved, and it'll take too much time today, we got to go back to the Old Testament. And we got to look at all of the scriptures that has Jesus in them, but he's concealed. Jesus came to open up those concealed places and allow us to look in to know him. In Isaiah chapter 52, it talks about how bad they beat Jesus. So they beat him so bad that the form of his visage was so bad that they wasn't even sure that it was him that had been beaten. The Bible says over there, amen, that no man had been beaten like him. But when we search the scriptures, we see that Jesus already was called a suffering Savior. Now, we might have a problem with the Savior suffering. But the Savior suffers to let you and I know we can suffer and still make it. Hello, somebody. Amen. Every day ain't going to be smooth. But guess who don't change? No matter smooth or lumpy, the Lord doesn't change. And if he don't, guess who else shouldn't? Jesus knew, amen, that the scripture that talked about him being wounded for our transgressions, being bruised for our iniquity. 
and the chastisement of our stripes was upon him and with his stripes, amen, the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we've been healed. He was, amen, smitten of God and stricken, but we turned as it were. Our faces from him and we ran, amen, like sheep to a slaughter. Dumb of what's happening ahead of us. Nevertheless, God offered him up for Jesus knew all that had already taken place. He had already healed the sick. He had already raised the dead. And all this did was create a controversy among religious folk. Why do religious folk believe that miracles don't happen? Now, you, we, we come to the church and sit in a room full of miracles. Yeah. And we don't have faith to believe that miracles happen. How many drunks in here ain't drinking no more? I ain't going to raise my hand on here. I ain't going to raise my hand on here. I'm just going to raise my hand on one or two of you. Amen. How many wine olds, amen, ain't wine on no more? How many whores ain't whoring no more? Come on here, somebody. How many fornicators ain't fornicating? How many beer drinkers ain't drinking beer? How many dope smokers ain't smoking dope? How many cocaine snorters ain't snorting cocaine? How many acid takers ain't taking acid? How many speed freaks ain't speeding? And how many down folks still awake? Amen. Listen, listen, listen. We, we, we are room full of miracles. How many folks that the doctor said they were going to die and they buried the doctor? We live, we walk, we breathe in an area full of miracles. And we don't believe that miracles happen. Some bad wrong with believers. Jesus done healed the sick. Stopped the bloody issue. Tamed the demon possessed man. Amen. Post spoke to a storm and told it peace. Y'all hold it here. My God today. Amen. Commanded a multitude to sit down and fed him with a little boy's lunch. And all he got for all of that was a stirred up religious community. Thank God for Jesus. Over in John chapter 9, Jesus healed a man that had been born blind. Amen. And when they couldn't find nothing else, amen, the blind man said, let me speak. He said, what's what's, what's the problem here? He said, are you all mad at it just because he don't run in y'all clicks? He said, well, here he is a good thing. Whereas I was born blind, he anointed my eyes. I went and watched as he told me. And now I see why y'all mad about a good thing. Beloved, let me tell you why crooked people get mad about a good thing. Because when you start living right, your life creates hell in their life. Come on here. Amen. What do you mean, preacher? I mean when a human starts living with power, it makes other humans who refuse to live with power see that it truly is possible for a human to live with power. What are you saying, preacher? This is what I'm saying. It's possible for you to be a was and an is. I was a drunk, but I'm is saved. I was a fool, but I'm is straight. I was a whoremonger, but I'm is married. I was a thief, but now I'm working. I was, oh my God, I was violent. Now the spirit of peace rests upon me. Yes, you can be transformed from a yesterday until today. You can walk brand new, and when you do, it's going to put hell in the life of those who say it ain't possible. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. My God today. Lord help us here. Amen. I remember when I got saved, everybody knew uh, some things about me. And uh, they were kind of betting, Pam, how long it was going to take me to come back. Because they said there were some things I couldn't stop doing. It's 30 years and they're still waiting. Hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus. Oh, Lord. Amen. Listen, beloved. If you live right, you ain't, you, you ain't got to take a text and preach. Your life will do it for you. Amen. Lord, help today. Amen. And look, can I tell you this? Don't get discouraged along the way because you ain't getting it all right. Right now. The Bible says grow in grace. Amen. God knows it's, 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 it's a process. Huh? I've got to learn some things. I've got to learn some people. I've got to learn how to get where I need to be. But the truth is I've already started doing what the Lord called me to do. I'm living saved. Hello here. Amen. I get so sick of folk falling out with people and taking it out on God. I don't know what to do. Amen. Amen. We demand from others the perfection that we have not reached. Amen. But we got to do what God said do. Now, so Jesus has done all of this. And, 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 and for all the good that he's done, they've arrested him in the garden, in his prayer room. Amen. Took him to a courtroom where he couldn't find a witness. Right. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of crazy. I'm believing if Jesus fed a multitude, 5,000 men, not yeah. counting the women yeah. and children, yeah. somebody ought to have been there that could have spoke for him. Right. Somebody should have said, I was there when that woman touched his clothes. And she stood up and testified, my issue doesn't stop. I felt it. Somebody should have been there when they said, I remember when he came to Jairus' house and put all the professional mourners out. And when he put them out, he just took in there, amen, just people who had a vested interest. Talk to me, somebody. He didn't take nobody but Jairus and Jairus' wife, Peter, James, and John. He even made the rest of the disciples stand outside. He went in and spoke to the baby and said, Tabitha, get up. Somebody should have said, I was there when that happened. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody should have said, I saw him take up 14 baskets and didn't have but one sack lunch. But nobody spoke for him. Hallelujah. We turned, as it were, our faces and deserted him. Thank God for Jesus. This is what I love about Jesus, is he kept going. He had a date with Calvary. You see, Jesus had to consummate a marriage. <laughs> he had to create a new intimacy with God and his new bride, the church. And what the church needed was not another idle promise. But the church needed something extreme. And I think that's why we messed up today. We still looking for something extreme, but there's nothing more extreme than Calvary. Amen. But they needed something extreme in order to make them love God the way they should. So Jesus understood that there's no way that I'm going to satisfy this people longing for something fantastic, but for me to simply do the will of God. 
Beloved, this ain't rocket science. It's living saved. It ain't rocket science. It's simply saying no to some stuff. Amen. So here we are. Jesus has set everything in motion. Even on the cross, he's operating. He said to his mother, mother, hang out with John. That's your new son. And he said, John, the way you love me, love my mother. Take care of her. Amen. Amen. And knowing that all things were fulfilled, because Jesus was a watcher of the word. And the word said that my word never goes out from me and returns unto me void. But it always accomplishes the thing whereto it is sent. It always satisfies the will of God. Jesus was the word of God wrapped in a human situation. Jesus understand now that everything is fulfilled. He said, now I got to fix this so that we don't miss nothing. And beloved, when we look at this passage and Jesus said, I thirst. It's easy for us to get caught up into thinking he was dealing from a perspective of weakness. But no, 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 no. See, he had to get the rest of the puzzle in place. Psalms 69, verse 21 says, And they gave our Savior vinegar and gall to drink. Now, it's nothing unusual for Jesus to be thirsty. What was unusual?